Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you're tuning in from. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday for those of you here in the U.S. and for those of you abroad. Um, yes, I had last week off and we had a couple of pre-records before then and I'll explain why in a little bit. Um, but it is that time of year. It's the end of fall coming into the beginning of winter. It's time to take stock of all that we've uh, accomplished during the year, all that we've experienced, of friends, of family. Um, and, and so typically this is the time of year when we give thanks. Um, personally, I think we should not only give thanks around this time of year it's something we should do throughout the entire year but at least we have this one time of year this one holiday here in the united states where it reminds us to remember all the blessings that we have in our life you know especially here in the united states you know, when you travel and when you go other places you realize how much we have here compared to how little people have in other countries in the world. But all that stuff means nothing if we're not happy, if we're not enjoying life. And sometimes when you see someone in a small village and they barely have anything and they're happier than we are, it gives you pause for thought. So, um, no guests today. It's just me and you. I actually had guests all through November. So, um, I thought today, you know, we'll do a me only show. And since, uh, my loyal listeners like my me only shows, hopefully you'll enjoy my ramblings today. And if not, well, next week I'll have a guest. Okay. So as I've been doing lately and, and we'll continue to do, I'm, as opposed to reading a chapter from my book, Everyday Awakening, which I was doing before, I'm now reading uh, a little quote, a little blog post that I wrote. These are little less than two years old, just about two years old. So um, you may have read these, you may have not. So today's blog is entitled, I think this is a good one, Each of Us Can Make a Big Impact in the World. We are living in a time of great change. There are upheavals in most of our major systems, systems of government, medicine, economics, and social norms. 
It can feel quite overwhelming at times. Yet in a time of great change, there is great opportunity. We can build something new, something different. New alternatives to how things have been done for hundreds of years are coming to the forefront. And that gives us all a chance to contribute and find a better way of doing things. With communication happening at the speed of thought, new ideas can spread faster than ever before. New movements can start from a simple saying or a short video. Our influence as individuals has never been greater. Yet it does not, yet it does take courage. Courage to step up and expose our ideas to the light of day. It takes the courage to open our figurative mouths and speak our truths. In some places, that can still get you put in jail. Yet in other places, it can turn you into the leader of a new cause for improving the condition of our lives. Anyone can be a new leader. If we have the audacity and chutzpah to say what we believe and believe in what we say. For if we do not like what we see in the world, it is up to us to change it. If we do not like the direction we are headed, it is up to us to find a new path forward. For things will not get better on their own. It takes our action and our will to contribute to the change. Our contribution might be in written words, spoken words, music, or visual imagery. We all have our unique talents to use in our own unique ways. Yet until we use them to raise awareness or understanding about something we believe in, we have not fully used them. Our contribution is made when we affect other people's lives. It does not have to be a big contribution. Even influencing just one person to see things differently can have a huge effect in the long run. Or we can influence thousands or millions should that be our path. Perhaps what we all need to do is just contribute our voice and touch those who are immediately around us and then let them carry the message forward. If the message we have given them is worthwhile, perhaps it may even spread around the globe. We can make an impact, each of us. It is just up to us how we choose to make that impact. Do you know what your contribution is? Can you see a better way of living that you can share with the world? So this this essay, this blog, it's a blog of encouragement. It's a blog of empowerment. It's a reminder that with today's technology and today's interconnectedness of communication, our voice has a much bigger reach than it has ever had before. And that's a good thing. 
And that can be a scary thing. Because a lot of things are spreading that are not necessarily such wonderful ideas. Messages of division, of paranoia, of hatred, of separation. And of course, if you're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, you're, you're one of my tribe. You're a fellow traveler who believes in coming together, in unity and working together, in celebrating our differences and not making them a reason to be fearful of another human being. And so it is our responsibility to speak up. And when we speak up and we want to make an impact, again, it, it doesn't have to be a huge impact. I've often had this discussion with my wife, who's a therapist, and, and she loves working with individuals. Like she doesn't even do group work. She only does individual work. Me, I love doing group work. I love touching multiple people's lives at the same time. Yet even if we touch just one person's life, if one person hears our words of encouragement, of a better way of doing things, then we've made a difference. And who knows, that one person might spread our ideas to another person, and them to another, and them to another, and them to another, and then suddenly our words reach someone we have no clue who they are, they don't really know us personally, but our words inspire them and they take our message and they share it with their following, which turns out to be a huge following. And suddenly what appeared to be just a small impact on one person's life reverberated out through the world and had a tremendous impact. So it is not up to us to judge, am I making a large enough impact? Life will amplify the messages that need to spread. It is only up to us to have the courage to speak up, to say what we believe in. to share our deepest thoughts and our own personal truth. But let's not get cocky about it. Our truth is our truth. Doesn't mean it's the truth. And doesn't mean it will be our truth 10 years from now. Whenever I share anything on my show, I mean, sometimes I forget, but I like to remember to have the qualifier. This is just from my perspective. Maybe it's true for you. Maybe it's not. It's up to you to find your truth. For me recently, one of the passions I have is about spreading the word about raising our awareness around our environment and what's happening in the world. 
because I have a great concern that we're not doing enough to mitigate our impact on the Earth's environment. And that if we don't do something differently, if we don't start being more mindful of the pollution we're putting into the atmosphere, of the toxins we're putting into our environment, things are going to get much more difficult in a relatively short amount of time. And look, will the earth survive? Will Will life in some form survive? Absolutely. Will humanity survive? Well, the jury is still out on that part. Even the biggest deniers of climate change in the past are starting to change their tune. If we open our eyes and we look around us, the weather is getting more severe more extreme than ever before. The ice caps are melting in the North and South Poles. The ocean temperatures are warming. These are facts. These are not up for debate. We are impacting our world. And that's going to have severe consequences. And you may not think this really touches your life. But what about our food supply? What about the farmers? If the weather starts getting more erratic and more challenging, it's going to be harder for them to grow food. That means food prices are going to go up. Certain things might become more scarce. Certain staples that we're used to might no longer be available. Personally, I see this in New York City because me and my wife, we like to shop at the local Trader Joe's. And for the last couple of years, I am amazed that if we go there at night because we like to shop in nighttime after dinner when it's not so crowded, the shelves are empty. I mean, not all the shelves, but lots of stuff is not there. They stock it up in the morning and it's gone by afternoon. It never used to be like that. I've never seen stores run out of bread and fruits and vegetables and other items. There's a reason for that. And it's not a one-time thing. It happens all the time. Now, this is in New York City, maybe where you are, it's not as crowded, not as many people, so you don't see the impact as much, but you will. So what can we do about it? It's being more mindful. What is our impact? I was recently in Chicago, and I found out they didn't recycle in Chicago, at least not at the person's home where we were staying, and I was shocked. Because in New York City, not only do we recycle, but we separate paper from plastic and then we even compost now. Because the less toxic material we put in our environment, the far better our environment's going to be. We can't keep dumping stuff in the ocean or in the land. 
it's just not good for us. This whole thing now that we understand about forever chemicals, that these micromolecules of plastics are so in our soil and our food and everything we consume. There are so many health conditions coming up these days. I mean, dementia and cancers and ADHD and ADD and all these things. That did not used to be so common. Now they are. There's a reason for that. And it all has to do with the impact we are making on the environment. So look, I'm not saying I have the solution or the answer to all of this. There are a lot of people out there who have a lot of ideas about things we can do. It just takes the will. It just takes the desire. So I guess my message to make a bigger impact on the world today is educate yourself. Really learn. Don't come with a preconceived notion. Do your research and see what can you do to have a better impact in the world and what ideas can you spread. So sorry, a little bit of a tangent there, but that's from my blog post. Each of us can make a big impact in the world and you can find my blog and I put out a new blog post every week. You can find it both on talkradio.nyc as well as on theconsciousconsultant.com. So please go read my blog and let me know your comments. You can email me, sam at talkradio.nyc. Let me know what you think about my writings. Do you like them? Do you not like them? Do you agree with them? Do you disagree with them? I would love to hear your opinion on it. All right. So uh, enough pontificating. Well, not really, because I still got the rest of the show to do. But on that aspect, and when we come back, I'm going to talk about how we travel to come home. Because I've just been sort of away from home for three weeks, having a very intense experience. Uh, I want to share with you some of the highlights of that. So just as a reminder, you are listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I do this every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern time to 1 p.m. right here in talkradio.nyc and all over social media. And we will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. 
Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. So uh, last week was Thanksgiving, so I didn't do a live show last week. And um, the couple of weeks before, I had pre-recorded shows. There were new shows, but they were pre-recorded because I was away. I was out of the country. I was, for the first time, down in Peru, the land of magic. Um, and it, it was really something I, I, I have to say it was beyond my expectations. It was a wonderful experience. One, I think I'm still trying to get a handle on a perspective on still trying to formulate the words to, to really capture it. And so this is, my opportunity, my, my chance to sort of integrate this experience a little bit. Um, so I went down there with a dear friend, somebody I've known, um, for many years, uh, who led the who led the uh uh group i was down there with a group of people uh of this group really there were only a couple of people that i knew there's about 20 of us and um there was only besides the people organizing it it's probably only two people that i that i personally had met before three people and then the rest, um, a couple of people, I knew their name, but I didn't really know them. And the rest of the people I didn't really know. I didn't, um, I'd never met them before. And when you're in a, a different country, when, when you're in a different place and, and you're thrust in with people you never met before, it's an interesting experience. Because in the beginning, um, you know, you're not quite, there's not quite the cohesiveness in the group. People are kind of doing their own thing. They're still, you know, kind of figuring out, you know, who's who, what's going on. 
and it was quite interesting until um the first couple of days and then um we kind of split up into two separate groups and the one thing i will say is there were a lot more men on this group than women which kind of surprised me because usually this kind of group it's usually about 50 50 um there were a couple of women who were helpers assistants who, who were supporting there were three couples and that was it and the rest were all guys and so we split and sort of there was a, a women's group where they kind of talked about what was their intention, what's coming up for them, what's going on. And then there was the men's group. And the men's group was a, was a much bigger group. We we probably had maybe like 14, 15 men as opposed to like four or five women. And so as we were going around and, and, and the person had scheduled like an hour for doing this. Uh, but we ended up taking over two hours in the men's group. And as the guys started to share, and I was really glad they did it this way, separating, because the men got really vulnerable. We got very vulnerable with each other. And the guys were sharing things with each other that we probably would never share in a public group if it had not been all men. And keep in mind, this is not just, you know, straight, heterosexual white men. It was uh, men of all persuasions and all colors and all races. And it was so interesting watching how people started to come together because of their vulnerability, because of people sharing really like their biggest challenge in life and why they had come down to Peru and, and, and what were they struggling with in life and, and what were they trying to do? And because everyone got vulnerable with each other, everyone felt safe enough to get even more vulnerable. And so as we went around the circle and people shared more and more and more, it really opened up people's hearts. And by the end of this two-hour meeting, suddenly there was a cohesion in the group the vulnerability really brought people together. And this was sort of one of the first big experiences was that our vulnerability is what creates connection. Because in that vulnerability is authenticity. Now think about it. We're in the sacred valley in valley in peru outside of cusco we're in this beautiful resort surrounded by nature most people it was their first time coming down to peru in a very different environment to be vulnerable in a place like that where everything is so unknown 
from the the you know from the food that we're eating to what's going to happen the next day i mean everything it was a very uh, different environment outside of our normal day-to-day life to be vulnerable in that is not easy But that vulnerability really opened people's hearts, not just mine. I mean, I opened my heart to all the men there, but everyone's heart. And so for me, that was one of the first big lessons. That true vulnerability brings connection. And that when we connect like that, we really shift and change the energy of the whole dynamic of the situation. And it set up the whole rest of the trip following, it was a total of like 10 days, 11 days. So this was like day two. So over a week to go. And it really set up a beautiful, beautiful experience. And so I'm I'm actually going to dedicate this show to all the men on the group in Peru this year. It's beautiful, beautiful people. I so appreciate your vulnerability. All right. So time to take another break. And when we come back, um, I'll talk about more of my experiences down there, the things I learned myself, uh, uh, humbled some of the places I went and some of the magic that I experienced. So please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. And we will be right back in just a moment. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asnell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape thriving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify, your business today. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. All right. So, so, so I was starting to tell you about my trip to Peru and just how the men came together. And it really, not just for the men, but for the whole group, that vulnerability really brought us together and, 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 and really made the group cohesive. Now, there were a number of experiences. We, we sat with, uh, Pajes, the spiritual leaders of the Hunikun tribe. And that was beautiful doing medicine work with them. Um, and I had some of my own personal experiences, which sort of shocked me. So the first being that the first night they got there, um, that we did a, a small hape circle, a hape ceremony and hape is this, this tobacco snuff that comes from the Amazon. There's nothing psychoactive about it. There's nothing illegal about it. And it's something that I've been utilizing for several years. And I use it very sacredly. And my wife and I will, will, will practice with it at night. And, um, and so I was very experienced with it. And so when they were serving it and, and I was like, okay, well, I wanted the, like really the strongest, strongest dose. Cause I'm planning on doing hape circles and serving it to others and, I figured if I'm going to uh, uh, be taking this medicine seriously, I mean, I've been working with it for years. I have a very good practice. I sit and meditate with it, um, you know, on a weekly basis. I thought, you know, these people are from the tribes. Let me have the strongest experience with it that I can because, you know, I'm, I'm experienced. I work with this stuff. And they, they, they said they're kind of three levels to the, the, uh, how they serve the hape. There's like the, the light level, the moderate level, and the blow it out the back of your head level. <laughs> and so I went for the blow it out the back of your head level. Little did I know what I was getting myself in for. So they serve the hape and it was a little bit strong. It's always when it first comes on, it's a little bit strong. But then I went back to my spot and I sat down and I'm sitting with it and it came on stronger and stronger and stronger. And it turned into a very intense experience for me, something I really did not expect. And Hape tends to sort of clear you out and clear out your energetic channels. And this... Hape really did a number on me. I, I mean, I can't even describe what I was feeling, but the sens- 
sensation of it was so strong. And I had not slept very well the night before. I mean, I had taken an overnight flight to come down to Peru and I didn't really sleep well on the plane. So I was a bit tired. But once that happy came on, I was like, I could totally feel my tiredness. And so when all was said and done and, and I was a bit dizzy, but I was able to bring myself back after, after, you know, about an hour, an hour and a half sitting with it. It was, it was really challenging for me just for my nervous system, for the intensity of the feeling of it. And, and I crawled back, you know, I went back to my room to lie down to sleep because I hadn't really slept the night before. And then my roommates and I were sharing the room with, with two of the guys. It was really challenging. And I didn't sleep that much, that much that night either because I had gotten so sensitized to everything. I could hear things. I could feel things. I was lying down with my head on my pillow and I could feel my heart beating on the side of my head. When my roommates came in, I mean, not only did I hear them, but once they settled down and they started to sleep, I could hear them breathing. Not only could I hear them breathing, there were people in the room above us. I could hear someone snoring upstairs. It was so loud to me. I mean, it wasn't actually loud, but I could hear it so loudly. And and I could hear all of this, and I could feel all of this. So it was very difficult for me to sleep. So I didn't really sleep that much that night either. And this was like we haven't even gotten into doing the real rituals and, and sitting with the medicine with with the Huni Kun tribe and and the uh, you know we still had like four ceremonies in front of us over the next five, six days. And I was just thinking to myself, oh my God, how am I going to get through this? I just had the most intense experience. And 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 there's more to come. I have to say I was a bit worried. I really was. And so the next night we sat with grandmother with the Hunikun tribe. And there was the, the woman who was the, the leader to me, to Ma. And, and there was uh, her eldest son who was being groomed as, as the new leader of the tribe. And he was serving and they were like, men go see Yanawa and you know, women and first timers go see Tumei. And so it wasn't my first time with gra- dancing with grandmother. And, and so I went to Yanawa and, and I drank this medicine. And then I didn't find out until the next night that his medicine was actually a stronger medicine and her medicine was the lighter medicine. And it put me into a very intense place again. It was a beautiful place. It was an ecstatic place. I mean, it felt so good, but it was so strong. And for like three or four hours, it was just so present. 
And even when you're having a wonderful sensation, a wonderful ceremony, when that it, when that, when that sensation is so strong, even if it feels good, it's hard on the nervous system. And I was tired. And then finally, it, it started to wane a little bit. I, I, they served hape later in the night. And we went. And, and with the hunikun, it's like you start 10 o'clock at night and you go until it's light outside. You go until breakfast, pretty much. And I sat up. They had little back chairs. And so I was sitting up all night, which is what they recommended. They didn't want people lying down. And I have to say, I really struggled. I mean, I got through the night. I was okay. But it was challenging. It wasn't easy. It wasn't what I expected. I mean, it's kind of a weird thing for the mind to reconcile that something can feel so good and can be so challenging because of the intensity. And then we went until like six o'clock in the morning and then we got, and then we got up and we had breakfast and then I went back to the room and then I crashed and then I really did sleep for a while and then there was a meeting in the afternoon you know i got i don't know four or five maybe six hours of sleep that day and then we had another ceremony that night and so this time they explained that tume had the lighter medicine and yanawa had the stronger medicine so i went to tume this night i had one cup just like i did the first night and i was fine i was good it felt nice it wasn't too intense But then I found myself kind of judging myself a little bit. I mean, I'd spent all this money. I'd taken time off from my business to go down to Peru. I was expecting to have some big experience. I was supposed to expecting to work on some deep issues and, you know, rewire myself. And, and, you know, I had all these intense expectations. And kind of, I was just having this experience of like, oh, it, it feels good. It was intense, but it feels good. And then we had a break. And then we had our next ceremony during the daytime, which was with grandfather. And uh, grandfather is a very long acting medicine. So um, again, I, I've, I've danced with grandfather before. I've worked with this medicine. And I liked it. It was, it's a very nourishing medicine for me. It's very, it's kind of a masculine medicine. You know, grandmother's more feminine and grandfather's more masculine. And it was a beautiful experience, long lasting, long time. And then where, where we were was just outside of Cusco. And then the, the gentleman whose, whose place it was, Mark Myberg, who's a wonderful individual. A, a dear brother in spirit for me. Um, he took us to some local ruins that were there. And, and we went into this, this sort of cave that was a temple and it was called the temple of the womb because it was kind of triangularly shaped. And you, you kind of go in and you create an intention and then you come out and you're reborn. And and being on medicine and feeling the energy of the land, it's like everything is heightened. If you if you sort of take what your normal sensitivity is to things, 
you know, how sensitive are you to taste, sound, temperature, noise, uh, you know, just all the sensations. And just imagine now you're in a land where all that is heightened. It's intensified. And that's what it felt like for me. I mean, it felt very held and very safe because we had such a beautiful group of people and we had come together and and bonded together and we were all having this intense experience. And there were other people having what appeared on the outside to be much more intense experiences than I was. But for someone like myself who can be a sensitive soul, it was a lot. It was a lot. And I had a little bit of a release that day. I had a good cry on grandfather that day. Um, nothing so huge, nothing monumental, nothing earth shattering. And it was quite interesting what happened afterwards. So I need to take another break. And when we come back, I'll let you know what really my big lesson for the trip was. And maybe this is a lesson that some of you might relate to, might have a message for you in this lesson. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I'm speaking all this hour about my first ever trip to Peru, the land of magic. And when we come back, I'll finish up and tell you my big insight for the trip. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
So at this point, I've had three ceremonies in Peru. We're going, and this is about the fifth or sixth day that we're there, and we're going into uh, the last ceremony, which is a, a heart ceremony, which is work that I've been doing for the last nine plus years. And, um, and of course, I've, I've already had three ceremonies. My body is, is extra sensitive. My nervous system is wide open. And I drop into the heart ceremony and came on strong. Definitely came on strong. But the one thing that I was grateful for was the insight that came that evening. And it was a special evening for a lot of different reasons. And I I don't really have time to go into all of them. But the insight I got that made everything make sense for me was that for me that trip was not about processing some deep trauma rewiring myself well it was but in a different way you know having some deep process like some of the other people on the trip it was about filling up my cup. And and I guess I really had not realized how tired I was, how much I'd been doing for others. And so what came to me is what this trip was about was filling myself up energetically, physically, emotionally, spiritually so that I could come back and be a more effective uh, facilitator. That I could give more of myself and help others in a bigger way. And it was a real aha moment because, again, it was so opposite all my expectations. It was so different than what I had intended. And I think those of us who are in service, who are servant leaders, give of ourselves we sometimes forget about our own needs about the importance of filling ourselves up and that if we're really going to be there for others help others that we need to take care of ourselves first that if our cup is not full, if we're not giving from our overflow, then all we're doing is wearing ourselves out.
And so for the rest of the trip, you know, we did some sightseeing, did some hiking. It was beautiful. I loved it. But for me, the lesson was really about taking time to fill up my own cup. And I come back and, and, and it's something we had arranged beforehand. Like the day after I come back, my wife and I would go to Chicago to, to house sit for some friends. And I get there and it's nice and it's different. And we go to the Chicago Chinatown and, you know, we're not doing too, too much and trying to take it easy. And I thought it would be nice. It would give me some space. It would um, give me an opportunity to integrate a bit. But really, when I was there, I said to my wife after the second or third day, all I really wanted was just to be home. And, and I just got back from Chicago yesterday. And it feels good to be home. And then I realized that you know, after such a big experience that really I need time to be home. I think we all do. And home without running around, home without having to do a lot of things and just some space. And so I realized from now, probably until the end of the year for the next month, for the month of December. Not that I don't have things to do. I have groups, I have meetings, I have shows, I have all kinds of things. But just to give myself some more space and to allow, and just to allow my nervous system a chance to recalibrate and adjust And that it's not always about the doing. I don't have to constantly be in the mode of do, 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 do. Sometimes I just need to sit. Sometimes I just need to be present. Sometimes I just need to allow my cup to be filled up. And I don't know if this resonates with you or not. And if you're listening to this, I don't know if this message is something that you need to hear right now, or maybe you're listening to the podcast or the recording, and it could be years from when I actually aired this show. But maybe sometimes when our expectations are not met, when we're expecting to have some deep process or do some deep work and it doesn't happen to not judge ourselves the way I was judging myself to not force things and push things and try to make something happen. That maybe all we really need to do is to just accept what is And to know that we'll get the proper perspective in time. 
And that's sometimes what we need most is just the rest. And when I mean rest, I don't necessarily mean sleep. It's not just about physical rest. It's about emotional rest, energetic rest. It's about allowing ourselves to give ourselves the space just to be. And who knows what magic can bubble up from life when we just give room for it. And so in some ways, I think this was really a, not just a lesson for the trip and not just a lesson for doing this kind of deep inner work that I do, but it's a lesson for life. In life, maybe we just need to give some space to fill up our own cup, to allow life to support us. And to just be without doing anything. Doesn't mean we don't make a little bit of an effort. Doesn't mean we don't maybe reach out to people, have some conversations. Doesn't mean we don't, you know, do some things in the process, but that we give ourselves space. So the title of this episode is We Travel to Come Home. So I think I went all the way down to Peru and had these intense experiences so I could come home to myself. I could come home to the fact that I need to fill up my own needs so that then I can better serve you, my tribe. So I would love to know if you're listening to this episode, uh, whether it's the recording or the live streams on social media, or is it on the website, reach out to me and let me know, was this episode valuable for you? Did you learn something from it? Was there a message in here that touched you in some way? Or do you have more questions? Was I not clear on something? I'd love to hear from you. You can always reach me at sam at talkradio.nyc. You can always go to the website. We have a little chat bot. You can let them know that, hey, I want to give Sam a message. You can go to also my website, theconsciousconsultant.com. And and if you are listening for the first time, just a reminder that you can find the show on all the major podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio. Please subscribe. Please share this episode with your friends, your family, with people, someone you think needs to hear this message. This is the way we get our voice out there. So thank you all for tuning in. Next week, I will have a guest. Following week, I may have a guest, probably not. I think it'll be another me-only show because it'll be the last show, live show of the year. 
And then as usual, as, as is our tradition, we go dark for a couple of weeks at the end of the year, take vacation and then start up the beginning of January. So thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate you. I love you. And I hope that this holiday season brings you some time to be present and just be with yourself. Take care, everyone. We will talk to you all next week. unanswered questions regarding your health are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness i'm frank r harrison host of frank about health and each thursday i will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you tune in every thursday at 5 p.m on talkradio.nyc and i will be frank about health to advocate for all of us What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asnell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify, your business today. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
America, we are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.